This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. 2023, an above-trendline year for wind, hail, and tornadoes. The USDA's forecast for a trendline corn yield this year is not working out, but other things are on track to best trends, wind, hail events, and even tornadoes. Farmers have been lamenting the wind this spring, and you can see from NOAA's recorded weather history what they've been talking about. The wind is blowing up again, overperforming the trend for annual wind events by a lot. I saw this earlier and added some wind coverage to my crop insurance when corn was at the greatest risk of green snap. I have added hail insurance to my multi-parallel crop insurance policy. Fortunately, to this point, I have avoided both. The season's not over yet, however. I shared a map of large hail events in an earlier report, and the hail coverage has been extraordinary. It will not be the best year for insurance underwriters. There are a number of insurers that are dropping out of the property casualty insurance business because of losses. Insurance premiums are going to inflate. There is a trend of insurers pulling coverage from entire states because of the increased cost of claims. It is my view that Tornado Alley has moved east and south of where it used to concentrate in the southern plains. The storm chasers in Oklahoma now find themselves more often in Tennessee and Mississippi. After last week's brutal heat, the trade will be anticipating significant degradation in crop condition ratings. At least I am. The July rains brought some temporary relief that showed up in a brief improvement in crop condition ratings from late June. Those rains were not general enough, nor did they have the intensity to provide a moisture reserve to buffer the heat stress being seen. I expect that condition ratings will return to late June poor levels or lower. Ratings are not linked to final yield at the hip but they do not justify USDA's July yield estimate. We will get state-by-state yield estimates in the August production report. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour will again be closely watched next month. There will be great variance from state to state and internally within states. The previous corn demand outlook was weak, particularly relative to exports. The destruction of the corridor and the river grain export infrastructure as targets in the Ukraine war should be a game-changer for corn exports. Odessa lacks the Patriot missile defense protection that covers Kiev. There is no land route logistical capacity that can replace the corridor. There is every reason to believe the conflict will escalate further, sucking Russian grain export survivability into the equation as well. Russia seeks to deprive Ukraine of grain revenue. They were both using the Black Sea for imports and exports, and as Ukraine is denied use, they will most certainly attempt to return the favor to hit Russian shipping. It is difficult to see any kind of resemblance of normalcy returning until the war is resolved. Prior to the July low in corn, we had a brief weather scare in June, followed by crop condition ratings improving from very low levels, a weak demand assumption in part attributed to a strong dollar, and a Black Seas corridor that most in the trade expected would somehow be extended. None of those fundamentals appear to have survived July. We now have a tighter carryover in soybeans after stocks and acreage revisions, but added more corn acres. Trade psychologists also shifted significantly. After a long protracted price decline and the failure and complete retracement of a June rally, suffice it to say that trade sentiment was bearish, and most were looking to sell and hedge any subsequent retracement rally. As I noted earlier, the fundamental pictures flipped, and now it may be the bears who have to be pushed to the point where it is their turn to get blown out the door. 
That would provide a sales opportunity. I realize that logic is sometimes useless in market analysis, but would point out that the corn fundamentals would appear to be more bullish today than they were at the height of the June rally. Much of the Corn Belt, while dry, has not been hot until now, making it a cool drought. We will accumulate stress degree days from this heat wave. We acquire NSDD for every degree in temperature above 86 each day. If the high temp is 100, then you add 14 SDDs. Iowa State climatologist Elwin Taylor says that when the total reaches 140 SDDs, that there is yield loss. I do not think that an SDD in May is the same as one in July. Current SDD accumulation in Iowa ranges from the 30s in the central part of the state to as high as 127 in eastern Iowa. The heat wave will wear crops down, consume soil moisture reserves so as to make crops vulnerable if another heat wave returns in August. There are ridge riders to bring some moisture, but no one's crop is really made yet to be able to relax. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.